Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Car insurance. Yep, I know. You have to buy it. If you got a car, generally you're going to have it. There's only two states, actually, that have some loopholes that you don't have to buy insurance, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, but certainly in the other 48, you've got to have car insurance. And of course, like everything else, premiums go up and up sometimes. And we're going to talk about what are some of the, the states where you can buy the cheapest insurance. What are the cheapest insurance companies in terms of car, uh, purchasing insurance for your car? And then we're going to talk about some other findings, which really kind of might surprise you. But at any rate, my guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is an analyst with Wallet Hub, And this is a survey you all just did recently, right, Jill? That's right. Okay, so let's let's talk about some of the key findings. Well, as you might expect, our area didn't make it into the top 10 for cheap car insurance. As a matter of fact, I think the, the, the state where you pay the least for car insurance is in Idaho, Iowa, excuse me. With that, uh, so what, what goes into making up the rates that are charged in a, in a state? For example, say in Maryland versus Virginia, what, what happens to make, I don't know which one is the most expensive, um, but which one, what, what goes, are the factors that go into making up those rates that are being charged by the insurance companies? So Maryland is actually a little bit more expensive than Virginia when it comes uh, to this type of thing. Maryland ranks 40th overall, so near the bottom of this list, Virginia 30th. Neither one, as you said, in the top 10 or even in the top half, pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. And they both measure a lot of the same things like most states do. So your gender comes into play, your age, your marital status, your driving record, how much you drive per year, what kind of car you have, the age of your car, and even your credit history. And that's something that really differs. How much your credit history comes into play differs by where you live. And in some states, they even have made it illegal for car insurers to use your credit history against you uh, when, you know, things like your driving record obviously speaks so much more to your driving history. Yeah, so, I was I was kind of there, surprised to learn that um, your, your uh, credit history would play a factor. But according to some, they, the, the theory is, is that if you don't have poor credit, you're more prone to have an accident. I don't know. Is that is that valid? I think it more so has to do with a lot of the a lot of the times if you have poor or fair credit history, it means that you've probably been late on a payment before, and the insurance companies they need your payments as well. So I think that history goes into how responsible of a payer you are more than a driver. I uh, that makes sense whether or not they're going to actually get, collect those premiums from you. Um, okay, so so the there's a lot of things that make a difference. I, I would imagine that living in a city. Now let's suppose that you're living in Maryland and you're in rural Maryland. Are you going to pay the same insurance rates as you would if you were living in, say, Bethesda or Chevy Chase or areas like that? Is it regional as well, uh, depending on the number of cars around or whatnot? Yeah, so you'll notice that a lot of these states that are the cheapest, Iowa, Vermont, Nebraska, Wyoming, South Dakota, tend to be a lot more rural. So less cars out on the road, even though you're typically driving for for farther distances, 
there's a lot less chance of, you know, hitting another driver, et cetera. So that's why a lot of these rural places are on the less expensive side. Uh, you'll see that places like New Jersey, Florida, New York, very densely populated states are the most expensive. So that certainly is, you know, population has a, a, is a huge factor here. But, and this is something that we couldn't break down just because the data points are pretty much unlimited. But not only does this vary from state to state, it varies from zip code to zip code. So you could be living somewhere where just the town right next door is actually paying a lot less than you are. Okay, so that's probably based on accident records and all kinds of things that are uh, obscure to us or hidden from us. Not hidden, but we just don't know what they, what they are. Okay, now, what about, um, so where we live, I mean, most of us are not going to move because of car insurance. Um, and so any major insurer, if they're a national insurer, insuring in all the states, their rates are going to be based on your state. Um, and we're going to have some idea how that is depending upon the ranking, which, which your, your information is, tell, us, tell our listeners where they can find it. Sure. So this would all be at WalletHub.com, the cheapest car insurance by state. And we also have state pages. So, for instance, we have one for Virginia. We have one for Maryland that actually lists out the cheapest companies to go by. So it's not. So what you did was look at the companies overall in terms of uh, insuring across the country, and then you broke it down by state. So a state that would be number one cheapest across the country might not be the best in Maryland. Is that right? Exactly. So, for instance, Iowa, uh, their cheapest company was Progressive. Uh, that was the same in Virginia. But in Maryland, the cheapest company is actually Geico. So, again, this really differs. Uh, and, and on the Maryland page, we were able to get a breakdown of what you should buy if you're a young driver, an average driver, a male or a female, a senior driver. So, you know, all of these things, you can really pinpoint which is the best option for you. I see. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about some of the, the key findings. What I thought was rather interesting, and I, I think I can understand this, is that 54 million Americans say they don't understand their car insurance. I, I'm surprised the number's that low, frankly, because most of us can't. I don't read contracts half the time. This is terrible. I shouldn't admit that. I do, but, you know, half the time, do you understand them? So what are some of the things that Americans are saying they don't understand about their car insurance? Is it the type of coverage? Um, is it what they need or what's required by law? What are some of the issues that come out of that, Jill? Yeah, it's one, you know, what kind of coverage do you need? Uh, what do anything, what do the terms associated with the coverage mean? Uh, for instance, there's bodily liability coverage, uninsured motorist, property damage liability, personal injury protection. So there's all of these different types of coverage limits. Uh, you typically, each one has a different limit that you are required to have by state if you're required to have that in the first place. Uh, and then, you know, you have coverage amounts on the per-person level, on the per-accident level. You have state minimum. So there's certainly a lot of things to get confused by. Uh, there's a lot. To th yes, and, and that confusion can cost you some big bucks if you don't know what you're doing when you're buying insurance. And if you buy too much coverage or, conversely, if you buy too little coverage and have an accident. So all of that stuff can make a real, real difference for consumers. 
let's just take a brief pause here. Let our listeners know they're tuned to Of Consuming Interest. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She's an analyst with Wallet Hub, and we're discussing a survey they did recently, a study on car insurance premiums, one of the lowest uh, companies, what, cheap, what, what offer you the cheapest car insurance, what states are the best to live in if you, uh, for your car insurance, and a whole lot of other stuff. Now, it's interesting that 75% of the people you all surveyed said that they want the best coverage, the best car insurance, and yet they turn around and buy the cheapest available. Is that a little bit of a uh, something that's a little bit hard to understand? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I think that we oftentimes say this about most things. You know, we want the best, but when it comes right down to it, we will probably go with the cheapest unless it's our clothes or our iPhone or something that we can put on Instagram, which thankfully is not the case with car insurance. But yeah, I mean, about a third of us say that cheap car insurance is bad in car insurance. So most of us know that's not generally the case. Uh, But most people said that they want the best, not the cheapest. And actually a lot less, about only 15% of people said that they wouldn't purchase car insurance if not required by law. We thought that was going to be everyone. But I think that means, you know, people have been in accidents and they've seen the benefit to being insured. Yeah. Well, now in terms of of insurance, two major things that you have to consider is the collision and comprehensive. Am I right? Collision is your insurance. If you hit somebody that pays for their damage and comprehensive is your coverage for your car. Do, Do I have that right? So liability coverage is what pays the other person's damages okay. if you're at fault. Collision damage coverage pays for your repairs. Okay, so and comprehensive, I that wrong. Okay. Yeah, and comprehensive coverage pays for non-accident-related damages, you know, something like if you hit a pothole. So those are typically the three that people think of. Okay, so the, the, what, what is the one when you hit somebody else's liability? Yeah, liability is when you're at fault, pays for their stuff. Collision is what pays for your repairs. Okay. So in some insurance, uh, the if you have a comprehensive plan, will pay for hitting a pothole if you do tires to damage to your tires, right? Exactly. But, you know, that also will cost you. So your state probably will need you to have liability coverage, You might not need collision or comprehensive, so you're going to be paying more for everything that you have. Well, isn't the old wisdom is if you've got an old car, perhaps you really don't want to carry collision on it? Exactly. So if your car is older and it's going to cost more to fix than to buy a new vehicle, probably not worth to have either collision or comprehensive. Mm -hmm. So that's a decision. You know, like I drive my car forever. I tend to keep... um, both liability and collision on it. Um, so maybe that's something I need to think about down the road as it gets older. Right now, I think it's only like, what, seven years old? That's new to me. Uh, <laughs> if I get used to a yeah. car, I like to keep driving it, and it works well. I know what to expect of it. Anyway, um, okay, and then is, is gender a factor? A young man pays more than a young woman, for example? Yes. Typically, um, and it's actually usually the other way around, females paying more. Really? So that, 
Yeah, so it has to do with age. It has to do with gender. And, again, that's what it is on average. It's not always the case in every state. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, your your gender will always matter. Your age will always matter. The type of car that you're driving will always matter. I mean, those are really the standards from state to state. Well, there used to be a myth that if you drove a red car, you're going to have to pay more insurance. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that's a myth. I think that's one of those old stories that you hear. But at any rate, okay, now, um, talking about the cheapest car insurance, what are the things that you have to have, or at least from your viewpoint, that would be essential for a consumer that has a car that's only a couple years old, so you're going to look at by whether or not you're going to include comprehensive. What about the deductibles that you have? Because that can make a significant difference in the amount of premiums you pay. Am I right? Exactly. So if you want to get cheaper car insurance, you should probably choose a higher deductible. Mm-hmm. Because an insurer may lower your monthly rates in return for a higher deductible. So that's, of course, the amount you personally have to pay when you make a claim. That can actually save you money if you never have an accident. So that approach obviously makes the most sense for people who are very infrequent drivers or who have been very safe drivers in the past. Of course, there's a first time for everything. But when you do choose a higher deductible, you typically are going to pay less month to month. Well, and then it's really important for consumers to know what the value of their car is before they they take out um, uh insurance on it i mean whether or not they're going to have have the uh the coverage for themselves the collision coverage exactly and it's good to know you know depending on what car you have what's going to be cheaper to insure so cars that are safer and cost less like minivans and suvs are obviously cheaper to insure than more expensive more sports cars mm-hmm. and there and now of course, they factor into that if you get tickets, speeding tickets. Parking tickets don't count, do they? Um, tickets or arrests can usually hurt you either way. Um, I think it depends on the state if they're looking at parking tickets as well. Uh, so that's the other thing to keep in mind. No history of accidents would also be your best bet. So we just got to drive safe and be careful. What is a, getting a, a driving under the influence or whatever the acronym is now, the DUIs, um, I suspect that this could cause a cancellation of your insurance? Not necessarily a cancellation unless you are a repeat offender. But again, depending on the state, your uh, insurance can increase, your premium can increase anywhere from 50 to Two hundred percent. So, in a state like New York, where it's already very expensive, you know, your insurance is going cost is going to double from one DUI. Wow, well, that's a that's a big price to pay for that extra cocktail, right. isn't it? Mm. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so what we're looking at here: three types of insurance: liability, which is on if you hit somebody, and if it's your fault; um, collision, which is taking care of your car. And comprehensive, which covers other uh, damages to the car. Would comprehensive cover something like if someone breaks into your car and steals something, or would that fall under uh, uh, the – it wouldn't be collision insurance. Would it, you would need comprehensive if you want to protect against thieves? Yeah, that typically would be comprehensive. Okay, so that's one to consider. Okay, all right, so um, 
anyway, it's very interesting. And your website is wallethub.com. Go to the 2019 Cheap Car Insurance Report, and they'll find all this information, right? Okay, so let's just take a brief pause here, let you know that you're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jill Gonzalez. She is an analyst with WalletHub, and we're talking about car insurance premiums. Now, do um, you said that there were only two states that did not require car insurance, New Hampshire doesn't require insurance at all, and Virginia, with some caveats, what what were they? Yeah, so both are, are pretty interesting points, and I should say that even though there are two states that don't require car insurance, it's still probably a good idea to have it. Uh, so car insurance is not mandatory in New Hampshire, but residents are still responsible for damages resulting from a car accident. So that's up to 50000 for liability, 25000 for property damage. Uh, Virginia residents can actually skip getting car insurance if they pay the state $500 per year. It's a type of fee. And that does not provide accident coverage of any kind. So the driver who caused the accident is still liable. Now, I've heard about something that is, that is called um, uh, uninsured driver's funds. How would, unless they're in those two states, how would they be uninsured? Is there such a thing, for well, example, in Maryland? Um, since you're... Of course. I mean, it's like, it's like health insurance, right? Mm. We all should have it, but a lot of people simply do Just not. don't do it. Okay. Uh, and that's, yeah, and that's why, you know, as part of your liability coverage, part of that is just uninsured motorist bodily oh, injury coverage okay. as well. So that's something that's taken account of. So usually the more people that are uninsured, again, like health insurance, the more people that don't have car insurance in a state, the people that are paying their premiums go up a little bit more to cover those uninsured. Well, do the states keep track of who has insurance on their vehicles? Yeah, absolutely. That's why you know, a lot of times you'll have to, you'll need proof of insurance uh, when you're going car shopping or uh, looking for parking mm-hmm. sometimes, okay. uh, parking passes in some places. So, yes. Okay, so you got to have it. It's essential, and then you got to go look at the the, con- uh, the companies. And again, you have a you have a list of the co- cheapest to the most expensive. Can I ask you what's the most expensive company insurance company? Sure. So when we're just talking overall, and again, this is not going to be the same from state to state, but mm-hmm. Progressive ranked the cheapest overall, followed by Geico and State Farm. The most expensive were Travelers and Farmers. Okay. So I wonder why. Does that have anything to do? What about people who have had their insurance canceled by one company and their state requires them to have car insurance? And they're going to pay a higher premium generally, and there's some, only some companies will take them? Is that Absolutely, correct? yeah. So they'll pay a very high premium and probably have a higher deductible, so kind of the worst of both worlds. So, yeah. But now, is that typically going to happen if you're in an accident and it's not your fault? Um, we've had consumers complain about their car insurance was raised when the other driver was at fault. Does that happen very often? It shouldn't, but I'm sure it does. I think it depends on more of your credit history as well. If this is, you know, your third accident, even though you weren't at fault in any, uh-huh. um, I, 
I think that's something that they'll, you know, you'll see that your car insurance went up. You don't exactly know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's probably a good guess that ah. you're simply, you know, a higher risk. Even though you're you're just like somebody likes to hit you, I mean, <laughs> somebody likes to hit you, yeah. But right. I'm thinking, you know, to them, you know, when they are putting that into their algorithms, they're saying, well, this zip code, we're we're seeming to see more accidents here, so everyone in this zip code might have to pay a little bit okay. more. So it's all part of the bigger picture, yeah. All part of the statistics of what other people drive. So drivers, stay safe, would you please? It would make a big difference. Yeah, for all of us. <laughs> right, exactly. So we don't have to pay more. What are some of the other things that came out of the study that we might not have touched on that you think would be significant for consumers? Well, you said it too. You know, your car is getting older now, and you probably never even thought about changing your insurance on it. And that's how we think of most things, kind of like, where we open our checking account or where are we opening our savings account, uh, you know, we kind of set it and forget it in terms of car insurance. 63 million Americans have never switched car insurance policies. So if that's you and you're listening to this, know that you can shop around at any time, and especially if your vehicle is getting older and you plan on keeping it, which you said your vehicle is seven years old, the average vehicle out there is a on the road right now is 11 years old. Oh, is that so right? It I'm, might a, be time. I'm a newbie then, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, so it might be time to reconsider the type of a plan that you have. Okay, that's a thought. Yeah, um, I mean, I you know I sit here and give advice to consumers, and then maybe I should follow through on it myself and see it. Talk to my agent about it. Although they're usually very good about telling us, you know, what we can do to save money and so on. But um, yeah, and there's comes a point where is it really worth uh, having having the collision on the car? So, um, I don't know. That's a conversation I think I'm going to have with my husband, Jill. Thank you. Any other points? We've only got a couple of minutes here. Yeah, the other thing is to take advantage of discounts. A lot of people don't know this, but you might be able to get discounts on your car insurance if you're a veteran, if you get paperless statements, if you have a good driving record, bundle policies, if you get a new anti-theft system that makes your car safer, if you're a student and you get straight A's on a report card, you know, your parents can send that in to hopefully lessen the load in terms of car insurance. You oh, that's interesting. I had no idea, really. So that's another incentive for, for the kids to do get, do well in school. And that's talk, you're talking about, I assume, uh, college there or high school, even while well, high school kids drive. So, Yeah, high school and college, if you, you know, are able to show proof of that from month to month. I mean, I think it's something like a $25, you know, quarterly discount, but... That's $25. Mm -hmm. That's a cup of coffee. So, um, yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, those are fascinating things because, you know, as you said, I think you say we buy it and we forget it. I mean, you know, we just go along and, oh, this is, pay these premiums this year, they went up again. Well, maybe we can reduce those. And I, I like the fact that taking into consideration the age of the vehicle and the drivers are going to age too. Now, do you find that uh, seniors, for example, are, are getting hit with higher premiums? Absolutely. So young drivers and seniors both usually are hit with higher premiums. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, for age, that usually falls off around the age of 25 or so. Mm-hmm. Of course, people also usually hop off a policy by then, although not millennials. Recently. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, for seniors, you know, once 
I would say 55 and up, that's when you see policies again start to increase. Okay, we have to keep an eye on all of that. We can't do anything about the aging. We'll just welcome it. Thank you so much, Jill, for giving us an insight into what's happening. If you want more information, go to wallethub.com and click on the 2019 Cheap Car Insurance Report. You have been listening to Of Consuming Me Interest. My guest has been Jill Gonzalez, an analyst with Wallet Hub. I'm Shirley Rooker, and we sure thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.